everyone, and um, welcome to At The Drive-In. I'm Tamira, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about movies from the 30s to the 60s, mainly focusing on movies from the United States, but also uh, looking at some Italian and French movies for sure. The structure of the podcast will alternate between looking at really famous movies from the time, so obviously Hitchcock, and then looking at some lesser-known movies, but that are definitely worth looking into. And I'll also be doing some episodes where I talk about specific actors or directors or producers and um, just to see their influence on the movie world. And I just want to put this out there that (laughs) I'm just here to have a good time. I'm not an expert and I've never done film studies, but I just really enjoy watching these movies, thinking about them, discussing them, taking notes on them, looking a bit deeper if I can, And I thought it would be so interesting and fun to find people who might also share this interest and have fun together. (laughs) So the way that I would uh, maybe structure an uh, an episode itself would be to uh, summarize the plot um, and talk about any themes or the characters, any motifs, maybe criticisms directed towards the films or any funny anecdotes that happened during production. And I'll also mention some technical aspects of the movie, but I can't promise too much in that area because I'm not um, sufficiently knowledgeable about all that stuff. So I'd rather focus on things that I could actually learn a bit more about and that I understand. But if I find information about the way that it was filmed or the camera angle, you know, I'll definitely mention it because I find it fascinating and I hope that you will come to like it. And so now, without further ado, I'm happy to present the first movie, which is a truly a classic, and it's Jason and the Argonauts. So this movie was made in 1963, and uh, it was directed by Don Chaffee, and it stars uh, Todd Armstrong as Jason, Kim Novak as Medea, and Nigel Green as Hercules, amongst many other actors. And the shooting took place mainly in Italy, so in different various locations, but for example, a prominent one was the Amalfi Coast. And um, just to summarize a bit what the movie's about, um, the movie is based on the myth by Apollonius of Rhodes, recounting the voyage of Jason and his crew on the Argo, hence the name the Argonauts, to retrieve the Golden Fleece from Colchis, right? So the movie differs quite a bit from the myth, and it's actually quite interesting uh, to see exactly the parts that have been changed and the parts that have been omitted. And I'll definitely be touching upon that later on. But, um, so yes, to recount the movie version of the myth in the least complicated way I can, which is basically impossible because this is Greek mythology, right? And, uh, enough said. Um, but basically there's this, uh, kind of a douchebag called Peleus who kills the king of Thessaly. But he knows that, uh, there's a prophecy stating that one of the king's sons is going to one day overthrow him. And so what he tries to do, and which never works in Greek mythology, is that he tries to prevent the prophecy from being fulfilled by trying to kill all um, the king's sons and kids, I should say, because he has daughters too. Um, but as always happens, one of the kids gets away. He's uh, taken away. And so... 20 years later, there is Jason, who was the kid that was (laughs) saved, unsurprisingly. And he actually saves Peleus from drowning one day, right? 
And Jason has no idea that uh, the man he's just saved is Peleus, the king. So he's basically telling him that he wants to regain the throne and he intends to do it by going to seek the Golden Fleece because he thinks that this by having this fleece, he's going to be able to rally support. And Peleus, who's like 100% convinced that Jason is going to get killed on the voyage if he goes, he's just like, you know what, Jason? I think that's a swell plan. I support you 100%. Go for it. Just, just go for it. So Jason ends up gathering a crew of the best Greek heroes, which includes Hercules, for example. And they set sail. And they reach the Isle of Bronze. Um, and Hera, who is uh, Jason's protector in the voyage, and who's been guiding him along the way a bit, she has strictly told him to not steal anything from the island and to only take water and food, right? Cut to Hercules stealing a giant golden brooch, which causes this statue of a giant metal man called Talus to come alive. So really no thanks to Hercules for that one. Um, but in the end, uh, Jason manages to defeat Talus by opening a valve on Talus's ankle, which lets out his his uh, blood, which is actually called ichor, which is what non-immortal people have, um, the immortals have, instead of blood. In the meantime, probably the most uh, unnecessary death in cinematic history takes place when Hylas, who is Hercules' lover in the myth, but of course in the movie just a companion, um, for some reason Hylas uh, thinks it is vital that he turn back to retrieve Hercules' spear. And um, unsurprisingly, he gets uh, squashed by Talus, who at that moment falls and dies. Totally preventable, but I guess he just had to die, so yeah. After they've left the Isle of Bronze, and with it, Hercules, who decides to stay on the island because he doesn't know Hylas's death, right? So he decides to stay and try to look for him. Um, Hera guides them to a man named Phineas, who is a blind prophet. And this man is tormented by harpies, who are these um, half-women, half-bird creatures that are quite terrifying, and they torture uh, guilty people. Jason, so Jason ends up trapping the harpies, and Phineas tells them that to reach Colchis, they need to go through the Clashing Rocks. You know, totally not an ominous name at all. <laughs> so... As it turns out, the Clashing Rocks, unsurprisingly, clash together to sink ships. But in a weird turn of events, the Argo manages to go through the cliffs when this giant sea god, Triton, comes up and uh, he separates the cliffs. So they manage to go through, no problem. And that's when Jason finds Medea in the water, because apparently she had been on a ship that had tried to go through the cliffs and it had sunk. And Medea is the the um, daughter of the king of Colchis, and she's a high priestess, and so she's, and they save her. So they arrive in Colchis, and at first King Aedes um, greets them, but he's actually been informed by a crew member who's basically cheated on them <laughs> that, um, that they're there to take the Golden Fleece, so he ends up imprisoning all the Argonauts. However, they manage to escape because Medea, um, who has fallen in love with Jason in about three hours that it took to arrive to Colchis, decides to um, betray her family and let him out. 
the first thing Jason does is he goes directly to the tree where the golden fleece is being kept. And uh, once he gets there, he realizes that, oh crap, there's like a giant creature there guarding it. And actually in the movie, the creature is the Hydra. And the Hydra is the mythological creature that has like six heads, but like when if you chop one of the heads off, then two more pop up. So it's basically a disaster, but um, Jason manages really easily, just stabs Hydra and so then he has the golden fleece, right? And it's great, everything's great. He's running, he's going, he's gonna get to the boat, he's with Medea, everything's awesome. And suddenly King Aedes shows up and he's like, stop, Jason, I'm not gonna let you get away with this. And suddenly the sky, because why not, just starts tossing handfuls of teeth to the ground. And these are teeth that he stole from the dead Hydra, right? And he's just having the time of his life, throwing those teeth everywhere. And uh, for a second, nothing happens, right? So there's like a moment where it's like, ooh, this is awkward. But lo and behold, there's like a crack in the ground and all of a sudden the skeleton pops up and then a bunch of other skeleton pops up, pop up and there's like seven of them. And uh, from there ensues an epic battle between skeleton soldiers and three Argonauts, including Jason himself. And of course, Jason ends up escaping. He actually doesn't end up killing the skeletons. I guess you can't kill skeletons, but he ends up escaping. And, um, you know, he's on the boat and it's all happy, happy. And the movie ends with a whopping kiss between Medea and Jason. And that's how it ends. So. It's definitely quite convoluted, but uh, that's mythology for you. So the reason why this movie is so famous and the reason why I was in awe and uh, why all the people in, during the 60s when they were watching it for the first time were in absolute awe was because of the incredible stop-motion animation by Ray Harryhausen used to depict the mythological creatures. So, of course, the most iconic scene is the skeleton battle, which resurfaces every Halloween. <laughs> and uh, it took Harryhausen four months to make the skeleton scene, which literally runs for about five to seven minutes. I mean, that's insane. So it really shows how much, how much effort it took and how much time. But definitely worth it. it was, so, apart from being creepy as hell, the way the skeletons move and fight is incredibly realistic. I mean, it seriously looks like the men are fighting with actual skeletons. Like, I remember, like, specifically seeing, like, the the men, like, kick their, their foot up and seeing the skeleton arch back. I mean, it is seriously an iconic moment in a movie. It's, it's incredible. And I can't even imagine how many kids from the 60s had nightmares because of this scene. Like, it, they must have been so, so scared when they saw it. Because it's terrifying. Um, anyhow, for me personally, the part that struck me the most, because I just, I was not expecting it. I mean, I was expecting the skeleton scene because I had seen that specific battle scene before, but uh, totally was not expecting the Talus thing. I mean, so it's even more impressive because he's the first animated creature in the whole movie. And it's so, it's insane because you have Hercules and Hyla 
looking at this statue, which is absolutely enormous. And they, they do an, a really good job at showing just the sheer size of it, because you see like how massive it is. And then you see Hercules and Hylas is super, like, so tiny, like ants right next to it. And, and then there's like, it, the statue is absolutely still. And like in a moment, it turns to look at Hylas and Hercules and it's absolutely insane. And then it actually starts moving. I mean, and just seeing that and just seeing the massive size and how like it dwarfs like the surrounding environment and the cliffs. Oh, it's, it's so good. And there's a, there's a scene where Talus picks up, he picks up the Argo and he rocks it from side to side. And there's, you see all the men, um, jumping overboard or being thrown overboard. And it's, it's really, it's just, the whole Talus scene is just thrilling. I would definitely recommend watching a movie just for that scene, but also, honestly, for the skeletons and also for the harpies, because they were, it was just, the, the animation is just fantastic. So, a few interesting facts about the movie. Well, the music for the movie was composed by Bernard Herrmann, who is the man who composed the music for Psycho. And he decided to not use any strings in his orchestra. So uh, he basically relied on just percussion and brass for the more heroic and action-filled scenes. And then for the more romantic and slow scenes where you usually use stringed instruments, he just uh, used woodwind, uh, woodwinds and harps. I'm not sure why he decided to do this, but, you know, maybe he wanted a challenge and uh, I commend him for it. <laughs> Another interesting fact is that um, apparently the voices of Medea and Jason were both dubbed by British actors. So um, the voices you hear in the movie aren't their actual voices. And I just find that super weird because, I mean, is the British accent supposed to sound more Greek <laughs> than the American one? I don't know. It's, it's so strange. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, it makes sense that it's dubbed because there were moments where Medea's mouth was moving, but the the words were not in sync, and I was like, uh, "What's happening?" Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Another more anecdotal reference is that people were very surprised at the way that Hercules looked in the movie, including myself, because Hercules looks positively middle aged, which in Greek terms, would, would basically make him an old man, seeing as, like, the age expectancy was probably mid-50s. And Hercules legit looks like he's in his 40s, or at least mid-40s. Like, it, it was a surprise to see, I gotta say. Because, I, I mean, I guess you, I, like, I expect, when I think of young, like, a Greek hero, I think of this young guy in his mid-20s, you know? But no, 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 I mean... <laughs> Uh, apparently not, um, which I guess is good, you know? Why not? But it was definitely strange, first time. Um, so I don't blame people for being a little puzzled, because it sure is puzzling. <laughs> okay, now for the differences between the movie and the myth. And I have to say, there are quite a lot of differences. <laughs> and I won't be mentioning every single one, and more so I won't be mentioning all the details. Um, because there's some very specific things, um, especially mythology, but I will mention the, the parts that I think are uh, particularly important. So, for example, 
Jason never saves Peleus from drowning. Um, the equivalent of this scene in the myth is um, when Hera disguises herself as an old woman and she asks Jason to help her get across the river, to cross the river, and he carries her on his shoulder. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite different, you know? <laughs> but that's, so Jason never saves Peleus. Another significant difference is that in the myth, the Argonauts don't run into Talus until their return from Colchis. And uh, Talus is not in the Isle of Bronze. He's, he's guarding the island of Crete. And then in the myth as well, to do with this, this part of the movie, Hylas isn't killed by Talus falling on him, but actually uh, Hylas is kidnapped by a, a naiad which is a water nymph, who thinks he's just super hot and who may or may not kill him in the end. It depends on which version of the mythology you read. But either way, Hylas gets lost. And Hercules is distraught when Hylas is missing, when he goes missing, because they're lovers and Hercules really cares about Hylas. And uh, so he remains on the island to look for him, which actually also happens in the movie. But... <laughs> Leave it to a movie from the 60s to skirt that one. I mean, no biggie, guys. Hercules is just gonna abandon a mission that would surely bring him fame and glory to search for his very, very platonic friend for as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, at least they did kind of show that there was like a connection between Hercules and Hylas, which is already something. <laughs> But the biggest difference about the scene with Talus is that it is not Jason who defeats Talus, but it is actually Medea who casts a spell on him and uh, forces him to actually take the valve off himself. And this is the biggest difference between the myth and the movie, the role that Medea plays. Because basically, the myth should be called Medea saves Jason's ass for the 50th time. <laughs> because Medea is the reason that Jason succeeds. And the reason that Jason is not dead. Jason would have been dead a dozen times over if it wasn't for Medea. And uh, also, Medea is the reason that Jason actually gets the Golden Fleece. Because um, unlike the movie... In the myth, Jason openly tells King Aedes that he's there for the fleece. He doesn't play around. Whereas in the movie, he's just like, Hey, what's up? Just here for no reason at all. You know, just chilling. <laughs> but not so in the myth. And Aedes is like, you know what? Sure, Jason, you can have it, you know? Uh, you just have to complete these uh, several challenges that are definitely gonna kill you. But you know what? <laughs> Go for it, you know? It's yours, buddy. And so, the first task that is assigned to Jason is to kill the dragon which guards the Tree of the Fleece. It is definitely not the Hydra that's guarding the tree. That is a completely different myth, and um, it's actually Hercules who kills the Hydra in the end, but no idea what that's doing in there. Um, anyhow, it's actually Medea that casts a spell on the dragon to make it sleep, and that's how Jason gets the fleece. You know? Really, uh... Brave. Really brave guy. Just, uh, <laughs> just Jason for ya. Um, the second task involves Jason himself having to sew the teeth of the dragon. Um, because he's gonna have to fight the... Well, in the myth they're called Spartoys. 
there's some sort of spirits. But in the movies, they're the skeletons. So I'm just going to call them skeletons. He has to fight the skeletons that pop up, right? And again, it is Medea who finds out how to defeat these skeletons. So, you know, there's a bit of a pattern here, I think you might notice. Medea seems to be the brains in all these plans. So yeah, Medea tells him, listen, dude, um, you just have to throw a rock amongst the skeleton guys and they'll just start fighting amongst each other. And that's exactly what happens. Jason just throws that rock in there and the skeletons get really <laughs> psyched about that rock and they start killing each other. And that's how, that's how it happens. So basically Medea helps Jason complete the tasks. It is literally only because of Medea, okay? Anyhow, that is absolutely not so in the movie. No way. A woman help a man? Are you nuts? <laughs> also, for some reason in the movie, Medea is shot with an arrow and she dies. And, and Jason places the golden fleece on her and then, you know, it has healing powers so she comes alive again. And I have to say, I have absolutely no idea what the point of this was. Because it wasn't even an excuse to show Jason off as this brave and manly man who can make this woman come alive. He literally just throws a piece of goat skin on her. That's it. So, I really don't know. That's That beats me. Beats me, dude. Anyhow, it's clear that we're supposed to see Jason as this brave and kind hero. But, um, that's totally not the case, dude. Jason is the worst. Seriously, he's one of the worst heroes in Greek mythology, and that's saying something, because holy shit, there's a lot of competition for the worst in, in Greek mythology, but he's he's down there. Um, and he never gives thanks to Medea. Anyhow, the myth, it, it gets worse uh, within the myth, but that, that part of the story is after the, the trip, so it doesn't really count, but it's clear that Jason in the movie is definitely not like the one in the myth. And also, Medea never got shipwrecked in the myth, and Jason certainly never saved Medea. I can tell you that is complete opposite. The movie ends with Jason and Medea exchanging a kiss, and unsurprisingly, they decided to leave out the part where Medea cuts up a little brother to um, help hasten their escape. You know, which... Don't blame him for that, because, uh, yeah, different kind of movie, let me tell you. But <laughs> basically, Medea is definitely not done justice in the movie, isn't shown as saving Jason in any way. And although she does help him a little bit escape from the prison, that's like a minor, um, a minor helping scene in the actual myth compared to everything else she does. Jason is shown as saving Medea on two separate occasions, so um, in the sea and also when she dies and Jason very helpfully places that uh, piece of goat skin on her. Thank you, Jason, for that. Um, but yeah, Jason is shown as this really swell guy, but in reality, Jason is a real asshole. And if you still don't really believe me, I suggest uh, actually reading The Myth of Medea because it'll become very clear why I'm saying this. Those are some of the differences between the myth and the movie. And yeah, so there are quite prominent differences 
really. In fact, it's basically all inaccurate, which is not really surprising because I guess it's quite difficult to make a a movie um, based on a myth. And also they couldn't possibly show Medea as actually being the one to save Jason. <laughs> Absolutely no way. But yeah. So those are the big differences. And just two comments before I finish. On the ship, on the Argo, they had a mast of Hera's head. Which Jason used to speak to. Um, whenever he wanted to address Hera, he would talk to the mast. He would call Hera's name out, and the mast's eyes would open, and its eyeballs would dart from side to side. And I swear, it was absolutely horrific. It was horrible. I mean, I, I got chills looking at it, and it happened so many times, and it was actually disturbing. So, so disturbing. So, yeah. Definitely, probably the scariest thing in that movie was that mast. <laughs> to move on from that, because I don't want to dwell on it, um, there's another thing that that I noticed. And it's not the first movie that I've noticed this with. But, okay, there were, I didn't mention it because it didn't really have to do anything with the plot, but during the movie there were scenes of Olympus where you saw the gods looking down on Jason and his trip and commenting on it. And it was mainly Zeus and Hera. And Hera was this uh, very beautiful woman who was all dressed in white and she had this gold diadem. And she looked really regal and powerful. And then you had Zeus, who was this old man with a gray beard and definitely not the most beautiful sight to behold. It's interesting because this is not the first time that I see this and it's usually like if there's all the Olympians together you'll have the women who are absolutely gorgeous, right? And then you'll have like the men, right? And you'll have, okay, you'll have like Apollo, maybe Hermes, and they'll look, you know, young guys, you know, okay, quite attractive. And then you'll have, like, Poseidon and Zeus, and they'll look real ugly, man. And, you know, the gods are supposed to be absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. But not so. <laughs> and I don't know, it really struck me. But apart from that, that is the end of this first little uh, rendezvous into the world of uh, old movies and just to finish off this little commentary on Jason and the Argonauts um, Tom Hanks once said about this movie that quote some people say Citizen Kane or Casablanca I say Jason and the Argonauts is the greatest movie ever made end quote so uh, you know that's got to count for something. <laughs> Anyhow, that is all for this episode. I had a really fun time doing this. I'm really excited to do some more. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. And also looking into Greek mythology, which is always fun, I think. And um, I hope that you will also listen and tune in next time. So have a wonderful day.